0: Welcome to another edition of Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet, and we are here with Artistic Director Ben Needham-Wood. Ben, it is great to chat with you, uh, with no makeup on my face. <laughs>
1: it's great to chat with you too, George, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you have got a really exciting performance coming up in March that uh, I'm really looking forward to chatting with you about. It's called Mindfield. Yep
1: minefield it's a a bit of a play on words the the whole concept for this program um is centered on how our bodies affect our mental health and so there are lots of different research studies that have been done to show that your body can really have a major impact on your ability to regulate your emotions and to um process the world around you through your physical postures and so we are creating this whole full-length contemporary production and it Mind Field because there are so many different triggers that exist and it all could be living in the subconscious or in the very conscious frame of our mind. And our hope is that we can use our bodies to unlock a lot of those um, physical instincts that actually kick in when we're
0: experiencing the world around us. Now, very basic question here, but my body affects my mind. I mean, when I look in the mirror every morning and I see that old man staring back at me, I'm not happy with my body at all. (laughs) I think you're talking a little bit more about something else than just that, though.
1: (laughs) Yes, totally. Well, and that's, um, there, there are a ton of, we could get on a whole side tangent about reflection and what that actually um, triggers in us, which in many ways is connected to um, a piece of, of scientific research that has inspired this program called limbic synchrony, all using mirror neurons. But before we get into any of that stuff, um, what this is really about, um, there are a few uh, studies that were done decades ago that looked at universal postures. And so what they recognized is that when people are feeling happy or sad or any range of emotions and are asked to express that with their bodies, people, regardless of where they grew up, what part of the world they were in, there were a few things that people would all do as gestures that showed those emotions. And those studies showed that those postures then hold an emotional um, relevance for society Within pretty much anyone, anywhere in the world. And so, looking at these different studies, the research that has been out there, we could start to identify that when people are feeling certain emotions, there are these different postures that happen. Now, the interesting piece of that is that it becomes kind of a chicken or the egg scenario where when people choose to do these postures, even if they're feeling one way, the postures would actually shift the, the neurons in their brain and the way that they were processing what they were feeling it would actually help people feel differently based on the posture they chose to activate. Um, or the inverse would happen where they would be feeling one way and if their feelings changed, they would start to adapt those physical postures. And so it kind of works either direction and where it has really fed the choreography for Mindfield and has been such a source of inspiration is that recognition that we all are going on some emotional journey every single day and dance is a physical expression. So our hope is to take all that research that was done to look at how different body postures actually affect your emotions. And can we actually use them in the choreography to make a dance that actually inspires audience members watching it to feel exactly what those dancers are expressing because of that scientific research Um, and that's actually where the limbic synchrony kicks in because those mirror neurons do kick in and like a mirror like looking at ourselves in a mirror when we see people do these postures we are actually programmed as humans to adapt and to shift our bodies to match other people and that's what mirror neurons in our brain do and that's a process called limbic synchrony so this whole program for Mindfield is based on these different studies that talk about postures and emotional regulation but then the idea is that all of this will actually trigger something different in the audience that lets them feel some type of release from the show that they're watching live.
0: Okay, this is amazing, and I have so many questions. I really don't want to take you off into the weeds, so if I ask a question that (laughs) is going there, please steer us back. But right off the bat, I'm just thinking of, I mean, in a way, you're almost saying like it, it seems like movement patterns that we develop could trigger emotions in us.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's and that's actually one of the very interesting things about so many of our life habits. If we are sitting on a cluster on a train or on an airplane where we don't feel like we can actually spread out and we feel our shoulders collapse in, or in a, a something that maybe all of us across the world have felt at this point, if you're logging into a computer and you have to sit on a Zoom screen or on some type of technological device to the point where your shoulders start to cave in everything creates a little bit more of a closing off of the body postures where your arms are getting narrow, your shoulders are collapsed, you're a little arched in the spine. Those exact postures actually signal defensive posturing where we are trained to close off our brains to other people. We're supposed to separate and distance ourselves emotionally from others. And so that puts us in a position to actually not engage and not connect, and it often becomes a depressant. Versus if someone is, uh, if you are um, sitting outside on a park bench and you have all this room and you can just sit up tall and you can stretch your arms wide and you can be in this very open position, or if you can run in a field, any of these things that are more open where the body is more extended, these are often triggers that um, reflect joy and happiness in our body postures and how that affects emotional regulation. So, by doing exercises like going running, for example, or like just doing big arm stretches, rolling the shoulders back, you can actually shift from a depressed state into a more positive, engaged, and open state that makes you more welcoming to others, that makes you want to engage more with the people around you, and that can lead to more happiness and joy. And so, that's you're totally right. That is exactly what this research suggests is possible within the human body.
0: So what a way, how exciting for the dancers, because I mean, what you're saying, this is gonna be a way for them to connect with the audience in a way that maybe they haven't felt before.
1: Yeah, I and I hope that that is a piece of it. And the reality of this whole thing is that it is actually just one massive experiment. Um, (laughs) I don't know of other choreographed programs that have really um, focused on this research in this way and tried to produce a live performance that was so inherently vested in applying those postures to the choreography. And so this will be very interesting because as dancers, one of the things that we're often trained to do and that we are um, more ready to embrace is that idea that we are giving something to the audience. We are performing, we are putting our soul on the line. And that um, and that act is something where how an audience responds to it has a big uh, residual impact on how rewarding dancers or how rewarded dancers feel at the end of a performance. On the flip side of that, audience members are not typically as aware of what that dancer actually did that conjured some feeling for them. And so I think the most fascinating piece of this production for me is going to be understanding what actually does happen for the audience. And our hope is that as audience members come to see this performance, They'll actually be moved in a way that they weren't expecting because the postures will awaken or shift some emotional state that they're in where their limbic system will kick in, mirror neurons will kick in, and the audience will actually start to feel what these dancers are feeling because of the application of this study. And once that happens, our hope is that the audience members, because we're focusing on it so so openly, will actually be able to recognize, oh, this was by design. It's not just it's a random piece of art that connected with me and I don't understand it. It was actually intended this way. And if they can be this thoughtful about how the art is produced to have an impact on dance, on audience members, maybe there is even more reason why audiences across the country should come to watch live dance performance as a way of supporting their own personal wellness.
0: Who is doing the choreography for this? Because, I mean, what a responsibility. You're taking some movement patterns, some postures that you have to get into the piece. And it sounds like an incredible job for the person who's doing the choreography.
1: Oh, my gosh. It is a massive task. <laughs> and, and with that, um, it's actually we have a team of three choreographers who are all working together together to create this program and that in and of itself is a massive challenge so Mindfield is being co-choreographed by myself in partnership with uh, andrea shermily and brandon Rackland. andrea Shermeley is the resident choreographer for the louisville ballet and a huge part of this program actually started because the former artistic director of louisville ballet robert curran had listened to a presentation i gave about this research and he was interested in seeing what more we could do as dance companies to apply it to our day-to-day practices for the dancers in our organizations. This was all prior to me joining Boulder Ballet. And so through those conversations with Robert, we shared this research with Andrea Shermeley and she was really moved by this idea and um, decided to kind of join the initiative and In Louisville, she created a one-act ballet called Limbic that was all based on how your limbic system responds to trauma. And it's an incredibly powerful piece that premiered last March, I believe. Um, and while she was in the process of developing that, we continued to investigate what would this production of Mindfield look like for Boulder Ballet. And we realized that Andy and I could be creating this together, but our voices or the perspectives that we're trying to share would be even more enriched if we had a third choreographer who was also part of the process where three of us could share our unique perspectives on wellness and mental health in a meaningful way. And that third choreographer is Brandon Ragland. Brandon is the newly appointed artistic director of Dayton Ballet, in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, fun fact, he and I actually were roommates for a while when we were both uh, still in our dancing years. And um, Brandon is someone who knows Andy very well. He knows me very well. He knows our movement language. And he, in his own right, is an incredibly seasoned choreographer who understands these topics and who has been a part of all these conversations from the very beginning. And so the three of us collectively have been discussing this project for well over a year at this point. Um, And it's such a gift to be able to co-choreograph um, this amazing production with two incredible artists.
0: So, when, I mean, is it a work in progress right now? Do you have the choreography completed? And um, when do rehearsals for this start? We actually just
1: started rehearsals on February 1st. So, oh. we are, um, we've had a few days of rehearsal. Um, right now, Andrea Shermily is here in Boulder creating with the dancers and I'm in the studio with her and we're also assisted in this process by my wife Sadie. Sadie has been a part of this research with me since um, this whole initiative and this research project um, actually started years ago. It started with the pandemic and Sadie has been my partner in developing how this research affects the way that I choreograph, the way that we look at dance and how we can actually have an impact with it and so Right now, we're in studio with Andy and I choreographing. Sadie is re- is the rehearsal assistant supporting the process and helping to make sure that whatever work we're putting forward is aligning with the research that we're trying to express. And then Brandon will come in in a couple weeks when Andy goes goes away for a little bit. And Sadie will help continue to make sure that the work that Brandon is then bringing interacts with what Andy and I have already produced and so it's going to be a whole interwoven um, tablet of art, <laughs> in a sense. I'm not actually sure what to call it. Um, but so we have split rehearsals. They, We are going to have a couple more weeks to continue developing and exploring this. And ultimately, it's all going to come together in the very beginning of March. The shows are going to be March 8 through 10. and We're going to have about four days in the theater before that to really make sure that the scenic elements and the costume design that all those pieces are really coming together harmoniously to make sure that this is an amazingly immersive and impactful evening of dance.
0: Where can people go to get further information and to purchase tickets?
1: People can check out Boulder Ballet's website at www.boulderballet.org, And on there you'll see, um, I believe it's even on the open screen, you can find Minefield as one of the upcoming shows, and you'll see a whole bunch of information on there about the art about the the choreographers involved um, some of the background research and some other really cool interesting things I'm going to leave as cliffhangers so that people if they want to know all the details and get all the inside info you should definitely go check it out on Boulder Valley's website to see what else is happening during that program because we have some fun extra offerings that are going to happen that same weekend as well so it'll be a, a can't miss weekend for sure.
0: I am looking forward to many more podcasts with you about Minefield. I know you're on a timeline, so I want to let you go. But Boulder Ballet Artistic Director Ben Needham Wood joining us on Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet. Ben, thank you so much.
1: George, thank you.
0: For Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet, I'm George Thomas.